it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. And we are coming to you live in the greatest country in the history of the world. Numero uno, that is us, the gold medalist. This isn't one of those everybody gets a trophy's greatest countries in the world. No, this is America, and this is Fox Across America, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City, hosted by me, Jimmy Fallon, a man who's not trying to spend his way out of a recession. Check this one out. Joe Biden calling for more tax cuts, more spending increases, even though that's exactly what caused the recession that we're in right now. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. And it, of course, comes as another high-profile Democrat, dun-dun-dun, refusing to say if Biden should run again in 2024. Come on, man. We will talk Biden border security as well as crime and non-punishment with superstar attorney general, outnumbered co-host, human happy hour, Emily Campagno, going to be in the house as well as your fine self on a big Friday, 888-788-9910. You know the rule on this show every dang day of the week, every season of the year. You can be a Republican. You can be a Democrat. Dude, just don't be a That is all. Happy Friday. I should also mention Dave Landau is on the show. Diamond Dave Landau, phenomenal touring comedian, uh, is going to join us as well. You know, want to make sure he feels included. You don't want to not plug one of the guests. That's not fair. That's not right. Now, even Kevin Meaney's upset. Uh, and while we're talking comedy, uh, the Encore, August 19th in the Lake of the Ozarks. We're talking about adding a second show. The first one sold out. Uh, there are some seats left at the Carson Nugget in Carson, Nevada. That is Friday, August the 16th, Saturday. Excuse me. Friday, August the 26th, Saturday, August the 27th. You can go to ccnugget.com and check it out. But the big talk, I'm just going to come right out and say it. Uh, this Inflation Reduction Act is a complete and total scam. Tell them like it is. It's a scam. Let's just jump right. Let's just do the big boy stuff now. The big boy, big Normally Friday, you know, I make a couple of balloon animals, do a couple of card tricks, lighten the mood. Hey, everybody, Jimmy's back. Oh, would you look who it is? Because that's what I am. I'm a dog with a job. I walk into the room. People pet my stomach. They throw me tennis balls. Tail's always wagging. It's nice. Nice to have Jimmy around. But um, when it comes to this Inflation Reduction Act, I'm just telling you because I care. It's such a scam. Understand what caused inflation. According to any reputable economist, according to the San Francisco Fed, which is not exactly MAGA monthly, okay, was the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan, which, again, had a nice, fancy title. Oh, American Rescue Plan. I want to rescue America. You know what I mean? But did it rescue America? The answer would be no. No, it screwed us. For all intents and purposes, first of all, it was passed as a COVID relief bill. Nine percent of the money went to COVID. What a fraud. But bigger than that is we didn't have this money. We didn't like go into the savings account and go, I'm going to rescue America. Let's, you know, take out one point nine trillion. You got that money from your communion. 
Got a couple of birthday checks saved up from your aunts and uncles. Let's go get the $1.9 trillion and rescue America. No, we didn't even do that. We borrowed this money. That is financial lunacy. And it's what became the root cause of the inflation we're now experiencing, which is ultimately the reason we are in a recession. So when you go out and change the name, and this is the political chicanery, ah, we'll call it the Inflation Reduction Act, because again, Nobody wants to vote against reducing inflation. It's the number one political issue. If you look at the polls, hey, I want to reduce inflation. I guess I better vote for this because this bill, I was told, is going to reduce inflation. (laughs) Yo, we got here. We got here by hiking up corporate taxes and spending more money. Here's a newsflash. When you hike up corporate taxes, they don't go, oh, well, I guess we're going to make less money. They go, actually, we'll just pass this on to the consumer. That's true. That is true. That's exactly what they do. It's no different than fuel costs. Okay, you're paying double for fuel. When Biden tells you, oh, you know, fuel costs are down now, and they want credit when the fuel costs go down. They don't want to say a word when they go up, even though it's their policies that cause them. But you understand When it costs more money to ship goods, it costs more money to buy goods. Because, again, manufacturers, you know, companies, they don't go, oh, well, Biden declared war on fossil fuels. I guess we'll just pay more money. No. They go, well, I guess we'll just pass this one on to the consumer. You are correct, sir. And that's exactly what they did. So you understand the name change, which is absurd on its face. Politically, yes, the optics are the inflation reduction bill. Look at these guys. They want to reduce inflation. But if you read between the lines, they're trying. They're basically trying the same thing that got us into this mess. More of the build back better agenda. This is the financial equivalent of trying to drink yourself sober, which I can assure you I'm not an economist, but drinking yourself sober, it doesn't work. I tried it in college. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. But that's where we find ourselves in this moment, okay? Biden yesterday, they trotted him out to the podium at the White House. I don't remember that ever happening. Well, he wasn't there long, gave a little bit of a speech and ran for his life. No questions, no questions at all. Not allowed to talk, can't talk to the press. Leader of the free world. They're like, no. You know, I'm going to read you a story later about how nobody uh, wants Joe Biden to run. You know, where 80 percent of Democrats don't want him to run. Joe Manchin just came out and said he doesn't want him to run. Here's a newsflash. Joe Biden doesn't want Joe Biden to run. I agree with that. Dude, he does not want to do this job. He's lazy and he's a liar. He is a bare minimum president. As I'm speaking to you right now, he's on his way to Delaware to eat another pudding cup in his hammock. That's what he does. It's a three day weekend every weekend. That's if this administration had a theme song, it's girls just want to have fun. Jill wants to get out there and, you know, call, call the Latinos breakfast tacos. And Joe wants to go crash his bicycle in Delaware. Come on, honey, let's get on Marine One. We're going to Delaware. And that's what's going on. It's bananas. But I've never seen a more bare minimum presidency than the one we're watching right now, which is why people really are distancing themselves. It's not, you know, the real tell. I was just on the Faulkner Focus. Dagan McDowell was guest hosting. And, uh, you know, Dagan McDowell, we're great friends. She's on this show. We competed on Tucker Carlson's final exam. And uh, she was watching this whole Biden speech. And her reaction was basically yours and mine. That is balderdash and hogwash and mm mm-hmm. 
that every Democrat has distanced themselves from Biden in this moment. And it's not just that they're distancing themselves. It's like how awkward they are when the question comes up. Like, it's uncomfortable. They're like, hey, are you here to endorse Joe Biden? And they're like, no, no, I was I was just meeting a hooker. Uh, I have no endorsing Joe. That's embarrassing. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't cop to that in public. But that's why, because this guy is lazy. It is a bare minimum presidency. And the bare minimum he does is get out there in front of the American people and lie. That's all he's doing. Let me give you some Biden clips. Okay, this is amazing. Okay, Biden telling you here on the Inflation Reduction Act, we're going to cut your cost of living. Here it is, clip one. We'll cut your cost of living and reduce inflation for and it lowers the deficit. It strengthens our economy for in the long run as well. This bill has won the support of climate leaders like former Vice President Al Gore, who said the bill is, quote, long overdue and a necessary step to ensure the United States takes decisive action on the climate crisis that helps our economy and provides leadership for the world by example. You are lying your ass off. Oh, it'll it'll reduce inflation. It'll cut the cost of living for the American people. Yo! You ought to be ashamed of yourself. It's more of the original bill. Understand, the original bill, which was passed in the last week of January 2021, when the original bill was passed. Do you know what inflation was in this country? It was 1% when the original bill was passed. Since that original bill went into effect... Inflation is now over 9%. Okay, really think about that. This bill is what drove the inflation. This bill is the financial equivalent of throwing a drowning man a sofa. But again, what does he say? Oh, economists are into this, including Al Gore. Yo, Al Gore? Are you kidding me? Al Gore's the biggest grifter in the history of the country. Al Gore gets rich... Predicting the end of the world. Al Gore won an Oscar for global warming. Ah, global warming. We're all going to die. I'll tell you what you can do. Please give us money. We're all going to die. Global warming, it's bad. Please give us money. And then what happened? He gave us a 10-year prediction. It's an inconvenient truth. We're all going to die in 10 years. The ice caps are melting. The sea levels are rising. The polar bears are drowning. There's no more polar bears. Have you seen them? They don't even do those Coca-Cola commercials around the holidays. They can't even have digital polar bears anymore. It's that bad. Al Gore says all of this, screams at you to reduce your carbon footprint, while he himself has an electric bill at his Tennessee mansion that makes Las Vegas look Amish. Okay, that's who Al Gore is, flying around the world in a private jet, telling you you're ruining the world. You're ruining the world. How dare you? That's just how white folks will do you. That's what he's doing. But Joe Biden, again, this does not cut your cost of living. This is Joe Biden trying to create the appearance that they're doing something. That's what status quo politicians do. I said this yesterday. I'm not out here telling you, oh, just bring back Trump. I don't listen. I don't care who runs the country as long as they run it well. Okay, but we need to get away from this idea of traditional politicians who are used to just getting out there and keeping up appearances because our problems are bigger now. Our problems are so much bigger now than I feel your pain. That's not what's going on. Like Bill Clinton could get away with saying stupid things like that because we were actually coming out of a recession at a time when he ran on a recession. Okay, think about that. Bill Clinton really wasn't that busy. If you've got time in your schedule to use an intern as a humidor. I believe that together we can make America great again. Okay, but here's the deal. Now we got record levels of inflation, record high gas prices, a record level of drug overdoses, 
We just got a stat today that the fentanyl overdoses, which are poisonings, to be clear. Tell your kids they're poisonings. Okay, they're up 15% this year. 15% since Biden got into office, the death rate amongst people in this country, dude. Biden is such a disaster. And a liar. Here's another one. Uh, The uh, Inflation Reduction Act. It's the... (laughs) This is killing me. It's going to make corporations... They're going to have to start paying income tax now. Here it is, clip three. This bill requires the largest corporations to begin to begin to pay toward their fair share in taxes by putting in place a 15 percent corporate minimum tax. Now, I know you've never heard me say this before. It will come as a shock to you, but 55 of the Fortune 500 companies paid no federal income tax in 2020. I know you only heard me say that about 10,000 times. But the fact is, they paid no taxes on an income, collective income, over $40 billion. Well, guess what? This bill ends that. It's nothing more than white noise coming from the White House. What Americans want in this moment is not an eat the rich mentality. People don't migrate to this country because they want to demonize the wealthy. They migrate to this country because they want to become wealthy. Okay, we don't want achievement by tearing down everybody else, okay? What we want is the government to get the hell out of the way. Stop spending all of our tax dollars and give us a chance to go out there and fend for ourselves because this is still a country where anybody can be anything. Think about it. We took a guy with dementia and we were able to make him president of the United States. We took a girl who speaks at a second grade level and made her vice president. This is a country where anybody can be anything if you just get out of the way. I'm Kamala Harris and I approve this message. The show that always has a giant smile on its face. All day long, I just want to make everybody happy. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. Help, I need some money. Help. 
prices aren't fun Help, you know inflation sucks Help, one gas was cheaper, so much cheaper than today I never needed anybody's help so I could pay But now these days are gone and Biden's made us poor Prices climb every time that I go to the store is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Not a lot of help coming out of Washington at the moment. Uh, it's just more print and spans economics. And ultimately, the bill for that goes where? To you and me. Thanks, big government weenuses. This is not lost on the callers of this fine pro- program. Batting leadoff on a Friday in Fairfield, New Jersey. I was just in New Jersey. Pam is on the line. Hey, girl. Hello. Yes, I just shut it off. Hi, Jimmy. Hey, girlfriend. How you living? I am living my best life except for what's going on with inflation. You're not happy. Just filled up my car. Mm-hmm. No, just filled up my car on my way to work. $102.93 will last me about four days. Yeah. Wow. Oh, Crazy. Him. Oh, gosh. Now, I, I, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. What, what, can I ask you a question? Anything. What do you think about, okay, what do you think about Jill Biden, okay, Dr. Jill, mm-hmm should be ashamed of herself for letting her husband humiliate himself on a daily basis. What do you think about that? Well, I do hope. It's a a dicey one for me because if I was in Biden's condition, yes, I'd want a wife who had the good sense to keep me out of the limelight, you know, because we're watching the guy, you know, fail on a daily basis. He really is a mess. They can't even let him take questions yesterday. And understand, this is a a president who has – the entire media on his side for the most part. Like they want to help him along and they yeah, want to let him talk yeah. to those people. The reason I can't get too mad at Dr. Jill is because if Jenny Fallon lets me do nationally syndicated talk shows, how mad can I be at Jill? But I don't know that I belong on the radio. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I understand. I understand. It's just frustrating. Yeah. I have one more question yep. for you. As a Republican, just starting to find myself in the party, okay, mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, I wasn't at the January 6th silliness, whatever, not an insurrection, whatever mm-hmm. it was, mm-hmm. it was. I'm not a crazy, crazy person, but just because I'm a Republican, everyone thinks I am, especially my family, who I can't even talk politics with. We can't even bring it up. That's how... Uh, well, what's aggressive it is. Well, what's what's funny is technically speaking, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Joe Biden just passed that. a bill. That's the same thing as what caused the inflation. But now they're telling us doing it a second time will give us a different result. That's insane in, on the Wait merits. A second. I wasn't aware of that. That passed. It well, passed? they're they're on their way. Uh, but the point is, that's what they're going for. The same thing over and no, over. I realize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hope yeah. for a different result. But your family, this is the thing on the left right now. OK, they get by on name calling. They don't get by on substantive debate. Like they don't want to talk about the border or inflation or anything in between. They just want to say Trump or, you know, white supremacy yeah, exactly. or, you know, stuff like they that. They say to me, who are you? Listen. Who are you? Who have you turned into? The point just is. Because I'm conservative. Yes, that's what the point is. If the crazy people think you're insane, 
you might actually be doing better than you think. You know what I mean? Because when it comes to politics, there's two positions. One is a, hey, let's talk about this, find common ground and make some progress. The other is do it 100 percent my way or you are literally Hitler. That can't be mm-hmm. the same position. It just can't be, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you're sharper. Mm-hmm. You're sharper than you give yourself credit for. Or hopefully you're giving yourself okay. enough credit anyway, Pam. Pammy G in New Jersey. Thanks for taking the call, Jimmy. Love your show. Have the best weekend. I'll see you soon, girlfriend. There she goes, the great Pam in Fairfield, New Jersey. Uh, I'm just telling you right now, if you were to take a 20,000-foot view of politics, we say this every day on this show, okay? Let's just talk about it. Let's find solutions. Let's work as a country. And then the other side is like, I hope you die! And then they get in their car with their hate has no home here bumper sticker and they drive back down the street. Inclusion, tolerance, unless you disagree with me, in which case I hope you die. Democrats are so full of crap. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon, 888-788-9910. We're going to get back to your calls here in a second. Okay, inflation is at a 40-year high. How are you doing? That's what I want to know. If you have a minute to call in today, are you struggling? Did you save up money during the pandemic from not having to go anywhere? Are you selling naked pictures on OnlyFans? I know my producer will buy some. Kid's a huge pervert. But whatever the case may be, I just want to know how you're doing, man. If you get time today, you want to check in with the champ, let me know how you're doing, okay? Because there's this real discussion in Washington every day about everything but you, okay? They talk about everything else. Ah, the American people, but they don't talk to the American people. Ah, you know, we got to do this, we got to – but they don't – no one ever prioritizes what you think on the ground. I try to because I'm one of you. It's what I come from. But there's a couple of key exchanges here, okay, that are so fascinating before we get right back onto the phones, okay? Here are the networks yesterday trying to say the economy is not in a recession. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Now, why are they doing this, obviously? There's a thing going on in Washington right now. It's very fascinating to watch. Okay, the media is starting to take shots at Joe Biden. They want to strategically distance themselves from the mess they made. Okay, they all shilled for him. They all killed the Hunter Biden laptop story. They ran his campaign. I mean, Joe Biden did not run for president in 2020. Joe Biden ran home in 2020 and spent a lot of time in his house. He's watching Bonanza. They were like, all right, old man, come out in November. You'll be president. And he did. It worked somehow, some way. Tell me whatever you want. It worked. Okay, bottom line now is they realize he's historically unpopular. Nobody in his party wants him to run again. So they're trying to distance themselves from Joe Biden, the man. But Joe Biden, the policy, they cannot distance themselves from. Okay, because if they start hitting the White House on inflation, then they have to accept that it with these policies, this far left ideology, they continue to sell that caused the inflation. That is correct. So they will defend the recession to the moon and back. Because all of these green energy initiatives, all this big government spending, all of these entitlement programs are why we have the inflation. Now, if the Democrats want to continue to run on that ideology, which they do, then the media needs to thread the needle of Biden sucks. But don't let me hear you blaming those policies because it is not a recession. 
The economy is just recalibrating. That's what they said yesterday, recalibrating. They're going to tell us the economy is transitioning. No, it's not a recession. The economy identifies the economy identifies as good. So you're being transphobic by calling it a recession because the, uh, the economy, it identifies as good. Its pronouns are bull and sh- It's crazy. But here's the media. Human shielding for these policies. Clip 19. The thing we are looking for later today, that GDP report that some economists believe could show the second straight quarter of declines in our economic activity. One way that people define a recession is not the official definition of a recession. We're looking at this and we're hearing about recession. It's almost like a buzzword now. Um, are we in a well, recession? Well, I mean, look, we don't know. Typically, if GDP falls for a second quarter in a row, that could signal a looming recession. But the Biden administration has been insisting that that is not the case this time around, that the economy is simply recalibrating after a post-pandemic boom. Nate? (laughs) The media is a bunch of losers. I mean, really think of which just recalibrating. It's not a recession. Okay, you're not broke. Your finances are just recalibrating. I'd like this is crazy, but this is what's going on. And the reason it's going on is, again, they are going to sell the Democrats so hard in the midterms. And when 2024 comes, oh, my goodness gracious, they are going to sell so hard. The policies, they're better. The Republicans are a bunch of white supremacists. Democracy's hanging in the balance. We got to do something. They're going to do that. Okay, and they realize in order to have credibility, they need to distance themselves from the unpopular thing, which is Joe Biden. So there's the pivot. Okay, the same media outlets were now starting to say he's too old that are starting to hit him for not being as transparent as he promised he would be, are at the same time human shielding this economy as if you just won't know any better. Well, my savings are down. I can't pay for gas, but the media says it's okay, so I guess I'm doing fine. That's what they think of you. Understand, I work at a news network of real people. They have empathy for you. They'll hang out with you. You know, people go, I'd like to buy you a drink. Well, you better be ready to buy us 12 drinks. We're Fox News. Ain't no party like a Fox News party because a Fox News party don't stop. We're here. We're you. We're America. Okay, but at the other networks, they were the ones caught by surprise in 2016 that Trump could win because they don't actually have any connection to the working class men and women in this country. They prioritize things you didn't prioritize. They're like, ah, Trump can't win. He calls people names on Twitter. Come on, the American people don't like that. Meanwhile, Trump was out there saying what? Jobs. Make America great again. Secure the border. Support the cops. Build up the military. And everybody who's like a rational person was like, yeah. But on the other side, Hillary was just like, these are mean tweets. I don't want to live in a country where people have tweeted mean things. By the way, how spot on is my Hillary? Here it is. I'll do it again. I know this is not okay. This is not okay. It's not bad. Uh, She does a black voice better than me, though. I don't feel no ways tired. But the point is the pandering on the left. But when 2024 comes, they're going to sell this thing so hard. Okay, but they have no connection to you. They don't prioritize what you prioritize right now. They're out there pushing climate change hard. That's what Biden announced yesterday. This is the bill. That's going to fight climate change. Yo, if you can't pay for gas, you can't pay for groceries, you don't feel safe going to the store, you really don't care 
what the weather's going to be like in 50 years. He knows what he's talking about. Again, their priorities are not your priorities. That's what's amazing. Let me give you the Biden clip, and then we'll get back to the phones. It's clip two. This environmental justice is real. It also provides tax Environmental justice. Thousands of good-paying <laughs> jobs, manufacturing jobs, on clean energy construction projects, solar projects, wind projects, clean hydrogen projects, carbon capture projects, and more by giving tax credits for those who build these projects here in America. Now, let me be clear. This bill would be the most significant legislation in history to tackle the climate crisis. (laughs) Dude, if there's a climate crisis, it's that dire. They don't fly him up north last week to tell everybody he has oil cancer on the side of a beach. Do you remember that last week? Biden was like, I got oil cancer from my mom's windshield wipers. Do you remember that, man? We have a president that is clearly not all there. Last Wednesday, they send up a motorcade of 100 vehicles. Air Force One, Marine One, just so he can tell us how bad the climate is. You got to reduce your carbon footprint. So me and... um, 200 of the biggest gas-guzzling vehicles in the fleet. We're going to fly up to the Northeast Corridor, you know, stop by, see our friends who are worried about rising sea levels, so they're building oceanfront property. (laughs) It's like Obama. Sea levels are rising. I can't hear you, Barack. You're hammering uh, on that new mansion you're building on the water. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. It's so silly. But again, Their priorities aren't your priorities. Climate change, I hate the term white privilege. It doesn't exist. It's not a real thing. Okay, there's such a thing as family privilege. Come from a good family, you got a better shot in life. Okay, come from a messy home situation that's going to complicate things as you get older. doesn't mean you can't overcome it. It just means that is a disadvantage. Believe me, there are plenty of people that are born wealthy and white who amount to nothing. Plenty of people who are born poor and black and amount to everything. I mean, in any race in between. It just comes down to work ethic and, you know, That initiative, the persistence, the family environment that raises you ambitiously, as opposed to telling you, no, it's society's fault. If you don't get what you want, Snookums, it's it's America, systemically racist. Let the government handle it. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Okay, but this is the biggest problem with the government right now is they're prioritizing things you don't care about. But the media knows. They know, they know, they know, okay, that nobody likes Biden. They know he's not running again. They know he has no chance. But as I said earlier, they're threading a needle. They will not trash the ideology because they believe this. They think they're saving the world. They're crazy. Even though, again, global warming was the thing. Global warming. And then for 10 years, global warming. Global warming. Give us money. Please give us money. Global warming. And then after 10 years when we were like, ah, huh. Temperature's not really rising. They were like, climate change, not global warming, climate change. Please give us money. And who knows what it is. But they've been wrong so many times. We were supposed to die in an ice age at the end of the 1970s. This same crowd. It's like, ah, it's going to freeze. By 80, you'll just be frozen. Somebody will go ice fishing and they'll find you. You'll be floating around with some seal. And uh, that's, that's what we were told. Okay, and when that didn't pan out, it went to its hot. It went from its cold to its hot to its changing. Here's a newsflash. The weather is always changing. But that's why they're in the position that they're in. Okay, they're not connecting with you. I am. I'll talk to Jeff. He's out in Kalamazoo, Michigan, home of Derek Jeter. Yo, Jeff. Hey, Jimmy. How you doing? Good. Is it mandatory viewing this Derek Jeter documentary that's on ESPN? Do they make everybody in Kalamazoo watch it and do a book report? 
Well, he's one of the more intelligent people from the area, so I'd have to agree with that. <laughs> well, you got you got a lot. Do you have a lot of like environmental woke people out there? What do you got? Um, yeah, well, lots of tree huggers. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, it's so silly. Can you imagine telling? Because I, I consider that white privilege. Because the only people talking about climate change are elite white people, really wealthy coastal elite people. Most Americans right now do not have the luxury of caring about the weather. Well, I'd suggest to you that we're experiencing a national IQ test right now. Um, And it's up to the American people to determine, are we getting gaslighted or, you know, is this Obama's third term or what here? Um, It's class warfare. It's the ruling class against the peasants, it looks like to me. And, And I think it's ironic that the news continuously highlights individual issues and makes it sound like Biden is actually running things when we all know that he's not. Mm -hmm. He's just a useful idiot. And based on that, I mean, are are we really this stupid as a nation to buy into all of this nonsense they're selling us? And I'm asking, you know, the reincarnation of Karnak the cabbie, if you remember. (laughs) That's funny. My uh, my fifth grade teacher, uh, I've been shouting out my fourth grade teacher this week, Mrs. Germano, but my fifth mm-hmm. grade teacher, Mrs. Pascana, is the probably one of the main reasons I'm in comedy. She thought I was a goofy kid, and she was like, you should start watching The Tonight Show. And when I was in fifth grade, I used to stay up and watch Johnny Carson, and of course I remember Karnak the Magnificent. And uh, I, I think to answer your question, just so we're clear, I actually think the American people, thankfully, are smart enough to see through it, and I only say that because Biden is polling at 30%. And he's polling at 30 percent because I think people do recognize a lot of these policies are causing us more harm than good. Uh, But again, there is still the left wing of this country that really does believe they're saving the planet. But if you've lived long enough and you've been around the, you know, a friend of the environmental debate, the terms, the plot has changed a lot. Do you you, are you old enough to remember when we were going to freeze to death? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) So it's like, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I think the you know the real giveaway here is that you've got a hundred percent of Democrats in the leadership bought out for this stuff or sold out to it, and you really have you know seventy five percent of the Republicans that we've elected that go along with this nonsense. I mean, we just didn't end up here by accident. This is not just a, a Biden mm-hmm. regime issue. This thing has been building for for decades, you know, and it's been an agreement almost between Democrats and Republicans to put us in this position. And I I keep going back to are the American people so simple that they can't see this is the, the leadership class, the ruling class against the rest of us. And they're taking their marching orders from Davos and Obama. Yeah. Well, listen, there's no question that Washington is run by a uniparty. It's not Republican yeah. or Democrat. It really is the establishment people. Yeah, they get the lobbyist money. Global warming, it's fascinating. You know, the whole climate change agenda, there is so much money being made. And sadly, none of it's being made in this country. A lot of it's being made in China. A lot of it's being made, you know, across the world and all kinds of slush funds and everything else. But it's kind of like the Ukrainian thing. Like Ukraine is considered uh, by the U.N. one of the top three corruption risks in the world. It's like the third most corrupt country in the world. And we're, se- and we're sending over $40 billion at a shot. And gosh, even knows what's happening with the money. Nobody's even answering the question. But I'm so fascinated because if you pay attention to politics, like if you listen to my show or anybody else's show, you re- and, and you've been keeping up with this administration, you realize the American citizen is like not a top ten priority for them. 
not a top 10 priority, whether it's financially, whether it's their safety, because the border right now is a dereliction of duty if your main focus is to protect the American citizen. So I think the big, this is what I think. I think the bigger question is, you know, they always say like necessity is the mother of invention. And I wonder if there's a point in this country where things have gotten so bad under Biden that it will force the people who aren't being honest with themselves about what's causing this to start paying attention. Because the reason it gets away with it now is a lot of people don't pay attention. They just get told what the good side is, meaning, oh, you're one of the nice people. You want to reduce inflation. So go support this bill that increases inflation. You know, you're one of the nice people. You want to save the planet. So let's declare war on the fossil fuel industry, which is causing more pollution because we're getting it from dirtier countries. Right. Well, it's all a sleight of hand. I mean, they just create one issue right after another. It's like they're, you know, the American public is being handled like a babysitter, you know, and they just showing us little shiny things all in, you know all over the place that distract us. And um, Well, if nothing else with Ukraine, too, maybe Hunter's getting his crack at a discounted rate. <laughs> oh, Jeff, you are the Derek Jeter of callers. That's how we'll frame you from here on in. Great stuff, my man. Have a great weekend. Have a you, too. Bye now. My man, there he goes with a shot at Hunter Biden on the way out the door. What kind of maniac would take a shot at Hunter Biden on the way out the door? Hunter's a dirtbag. The show that sees through the bullet. My response is right, you know, and the stripper really likes you. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I always shout out to a superstar listener. I hope he's listening. He listens every day. He loves the toys in our studio. He loves my famous Snakes in a Cab video. Chris Chisholm, if you're out there, if you're listening on WVMT or wherever you're listening, I know you're right into WVMT a lot, but I've been meaning to tell you I read your emails that you sent to the station on my behalf, and they're just so funny, man. I will write you back in time, but I just, I, what a character you are, dude. If you're out there listening, I do appreciate you, and feel free to call into the show anytime. But the man is Chris Chisholm, and uh, he is a fan of all the retro toys in our studio and everything in between, and he's just an all-around good dude. Like, if I was going to be a pro wrestler, if I was going to tag team, I would tag team with Davey, who works up at WIBX, and we've kind of made that campaign promise to each other if I really was like a pro wrestler. If I was going to take on Tyrus and one of his buddies, it would have to be me and Davey, but I would probably let Chris Chisholm manage us. He could be like the Mr. Fuji. Remember the old wrestler who blew the Mr. Fuji dust and the opponent's eyes blinded them, and the ref doesn't see it. And then you get hit with a chair and get pinned. Okay, he could be that. You could be our Mr. Fuji. Right now, they're trying to blow the Fuji dust in your eyes over the recession, but we're not going to have it. I got Emily Campagno coming up in the next hour. We're going to talk crime for a little bit because that dirtbag kid who fought the cop who has three prior arrests for assault is now back out on the street Why? Because of these woke bail reforms. Everything woke turns to It's And if you don't believe me, walk a a lap around New York, right? It's insane right now. We used to have the famous walking tours, and they're now called running tours. You're getting chased by some lunatic, some time traveler, some hobbit. Got a mental health crisis in this town, and not just at CNN. Back to discuss after this. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here we go, here we go. Getting fired up. 
for a big hour of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, your home for top shelf radio in a bottom feeding political world. And that race to the bottom now picking up even more speed here where I live in New York. We're going to discuss crime and non-punishment with Emily Campagno, superstar attorney, co-host of Outnumbered here on the Fox News Channel, someone I know personally as the human happy hour. Uh, she's, you know, a great friend of your radio buddy. She's a great friend of Jenny Fallis. Everybody does like Emily. They're, she's, you know, she's wonderful. She's a, she's a good time gal. Uh, always brings a lot of good positive energy to the party. But, uh, you know, it kind of gets lost on you from time to time just how smart she is and how schooled she is in, you know, the legal ins and outs of the criminal justice system. Uh, but she'll get to flex a little muscle in this hour. And so will you if you want to call in. We'll try to get to your calls later on. 888-788-9910. Now, I discussed this earlier in the week. You might have seen this video that's gone viral online. Earlier in the week, uh, a couple of teenage kids here in New York were hopping a subway turnstile. A crime, the district attorney said he was no longer going to prosecute. Why do you do things like that? You're like a crazy person. But that's what, the, you know, it's woke district attorney Alvin Bragg, who passed all these woke bail reforms that now get people out of jail minutes after they're arrested for violent crimes. Well, in this instance, a kid who had been arrested multiple times for violent felonies, a 16-year-old kid, okay, was hopping a subway turnstile. When the cops attempted to stop the kid, they got into a wild fistfight. Kid punching up a female cop, punching a male cop. That kid now asking to press charges against the officers since they weren't supposed to be prosecuting that crime in the first place. What the hell is the world coming to? Like, do you get it? So the message being sent here is, hey, break the law, punch a cop. If they swing back, you get paid. Like, yo, that's stupid. This has nothing to do with equity. It's nothing to do with racial equality. And I make that point because our woke prosecutor, Alvin Bragg, our woke DA, said, well, we've got to treat these kids like kids. And I agree. But there are some kids that have been failed by society, failed by broken, screwed up homes, failed by parents who didn't teach them respect for authority, failed by a society that doesn't teach them respect for authority. Understand, since the summer of 2020, Kids are being told to mouth off the cops. You don't have to respect cops. I'm like, yo, are you out of your mind? First of all, cops are doing the single most important job in society. Second of all, if this is really about protecting kids from dying at the hands of police, are you ready for the one thing every one of these police interactions that ended tragically has in common? Are you ready? It's that the people involved were violently resisting arrest. Oh, I'm not saying to you that anyone out there who died at the hands of the police in an unarmed capacity deserves to be dead. That's not my argument. But we're kidding ourselves if we don't at least acknowledge that you've changed the odds against you by violently assaulting a cop. If that kid winds up in a situation where that brawl goes even more sideways than it did, they're on the ground literally punching cops, and somebody runs up and shoots that kid because he thinks a cop's life is in danger— we're going to riot, burn down the whole city and say it was white supremacy. But that's not what these they're not, you know, shooting people in these situations because they're pro-white supremacy. It's because they're anti taking a cop's life. 
And the record level of police shootings and police deaths in the last two years are a testament to just how bad things have gotten for police in a society that's teaching kids to no longer have their back. If you see a kid who's a byproduct of that society, who's committed three violent felonies and assaults a cop, yeah, I get that he's a kid, but that doesn't mean he should be out on the streets. He just shouldn't. Why? Because he's a threat to the other kids. Society fails a kid, okay? It doesn't mean the other kids should have to pay for it in the name of equity. Because here's a newsflash. When you say things like, oh, we, you know, we need these bail reforms. We can't throw people in jail anymore. It's unfair to minorities. There's more minorities in jail. But do you know who minorities are committing their crimes against? Other minorities. Bingo. So when you treat this kid like a kid, instead of you know treating him like an adult in the criminal justice system, you send a message to other kids who have been failed by society. Hey, go punch a cop. Hop a turnstile. Maybe you'll get punched. You could sue and make some money. Okay, you can. That's the message to kids now. And you understand, we live in a world where there's no such thing as bad publicity. Even if you're fighting a cop, that's good publicity. You become a martyr. You get a mural on a wall. People march in your honor. Look, look at George Floyd. Okay, he shouldn't. He didn't deserve to die. But George Floyd was a dirtbag. In all, you know, in all fairness, the guy was a junkie. It's a guy who pulled a knife on a pregnant woman. That's on his rap sheet. Has fought cops was a fentanyl junkie. The idea that there are murals everywhere, like we should all be lionizing George Floyd, two things can be, okay, said. It's not a binary choice. You can think the cop who killed George Floyd was wrong, and you can also think George Floyd is not a hero. Okay, you should be able to do that if you're a rational person, but we're not being rational when it comes to crime. We're making it a racial racial issue. But crime is not about black or white. It's about right and wrong. And the fact that we keep emphasizing these woke equity agendas are actually harming the minority people the most because they're the victims of most of these crimes. They're the people who depend on the cops the most. Nobody was harmed more by defund the police than the black community whose murder rate went up 32 percent. Cops reluctant to do their job. People less cooperative with cops. There's a lot more tension. Every time a cop pulls somebody over in New York, everybody runs up with their cell phone. It's like, oh, I'm going to get some likes on YouTube. You know, but the likes might make you feel good on your phone, but they're making us all feel bad in real life because our city is just a lawless hellhole.
and go anywhere. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, and there is going to be a showdown. You heard it here first. Joining me in studio, my sworn enemy. This time next week, you'll be watching us compete head-to-head, mano-e-mano. Do you say mano-e-mano anymore? It's yeah, we do. We're, we're, no, we're children of the 80s. We will say it until the day we die. Mano-e-mano, myself and this next guest are going head-to-head on Tucker Carlson's final exam next week, and there will be no survivors. The human happy hour, Emily Campagno, is here while we're still friends. Hello. You know what I love about this is mm. I feel like people don't know that all we do is fight in our yes. off time, so this is just showing the world what happens when we hang out, which is <laughs> screaming at each other, arguing about something insignificant being super competitive and then at the end we're like ah whatever we both win we're gonna wind up in friends therapy you know people (laughs) have couples therapy if we're on we're gonna be on tucker together and i was telling them when they said like oh yeah so it's gonna be emily you're facing off against emily i'm like dude that's gonna be out of control we're gonna be cursing the whole segment and the member of tucker staff was like don't curse in front of emily she's so sweet Ah! how are you getting away with this there are people in this building that think you are like a conversational Puritan. I know. And I'm here to out you. Like, I, I no, can't continue stop to stop it. No, stop outing me. This is like <laughs> what I always tell you. I, you know what I hate? You know what oh, I really hate? What do you hate, Is when everybody here is like, like they're, they're like, oh, like my parents love you. And then, but I told my dad what you were really like. And I'm like, <laughs> what the? Somebody help protect my image, please. For well, God's the, sake. Well, their dad would love you more uh, if they actually knew <laughs> that you were the fire-breathing dragon that you are. Uh, you're a psycho. Uh, but I but swear a- every other word, I eat and drink everyone in the building under the table. Yeah, no, that's true. So she is a 700-pound woman trapped in like a 105-pound woman's body or whatever the hell it is. I know I'm not supposed to ask what you weigh. I'm a heavyweight trapped in a lightweight no. body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Maybe I, don't, I just sense. was brainstorming here. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, no, I have my, my fatness has found a forever home. Like, I'm a chubby guy trapped <laughs> in a chubby guy's body. Like, I'm in peace with mine. There's no charade, but it's nice to see you. I'm happy uh, Friday. Happy Friday. Who do you want to make some predictions really quick before we get into the rough stuff? Okay. Uh, who's going to win final exam? Obviously me. Do you know I'm the defending champion right now? Do you know how many you times I've the been champion? the defending champion, Jimmy? Yeah, yeah, but I am the defending champion. So it's different. I'm, I'm coming into this with a different level of confidence. You have lost the title. I have it. Through whoever beat you or how many times it's changed hands, I am the guy with the Tucker belt right now. The Michael Avenatti mug. Technically, if, if, if this is the Stanley Cup, it belongs to me right now. The mug I have is up with Tucker's face, which is so funny. I love that you get Avenatti. Um, <laughs> There's been a, oh, a precipitous drop in the quality of the swag because I take a Tucker mug over an Avenatti mug any day. Well, I'll say this. Um, uh-huh. There's no part of me that will ever entertain the thought that I won't win. So you can predict and talk about predictions all you want. But the fact remains, I will always say that I'm going to win because I am. And my second question to you is, whose face would you want on the mug ideally? Oh, if it You could was- have any face on the mug that, that you think you're going to win that you're not going to win. What would it be? Whose face? Ooh, uh, I mean, I think the easy answer is me. But uh, just because it'd be silly to me, but no, I think uh, if it was, does it have to be a Fox person or any face? Well, I just thought of something funny. So uh, I have a Supreme Court 
mug uh-huh. where it's really famous Supreme Court decisions. And when you put hot liquid in the mug, the party disappears that is the loser of the case. So when you put hot water in it, you'll see like – um, you oh. know, Brown v. Board of Education. So, so that's and what, then, so, so right, the so it sort of shows you both the of our faces. And ah, then what happens is yes. when you heat it up, yes. the other person's face disappears. Exactly. Get Tucker on the phone, Mikey. Can you it's call him? It's a really him? great idea. Get him out, call him up. He's it's kind of like Back to the Future where, you know, you start disappearing. He's like, ah. All right, I got Mikey calling Tucker. We're going to work nice. this out. Emily nice. Campagna's in studio. Uh, we're also going to be an outnumbered together next week. I should mention that, too. It's next Thursday. If you want to see me and Em try to hold this friendship together. I'll we... be calling in sick, obviously. <laughs> Listen, I've already fired my agent. I was like, wait, what? Campagno? I mean, come on, man. But stick with me. Best day of your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, give me one serious legal analysis really quick. So there's a 16-year-old kid. He fights a bunch of cops. He has a couple of priors. The woke DA says we're going to treat him like a kid. Here's my question to you. Is there a concern that you're sending a message to other kids like, hey, you can get away with stuff like this because you're not going to be properly prosecuted. Like, do you think this is a situation where there are special circumstances because the kid has violent priors or what do you do? What I mean, what would you do? What do you do? The message has already been sent mm-hmm. to every resident of every Democratic led city where there are toxic district attorneys who have abdicated their responsibility of prosecuting and protecting the people and representing the state in the criminal justice mm-hmm. uh, world yeah, yeah. where, you know, they don't have to be a public defender. There actually is one already. Yeah. We don't need two public defenders. We need a prosecutor <laughs> and then a public defender. So that message has already been sent, right? That mm-hmm. that the, the rights of the victims and the protection of the victims and the people has been subjugated for the rights of the defendant and the freedom of these guys. Um, and in part, let's dig in into this case. Number one, a few years ago, in the name of criminal justice reform, the age of adulthood in the criminal justice system was lower, was raised. So if this guy, if this situation had happened four years ago, he would be tried as an adult. Mm-hmm. Instead, he's being tried as a kid. Now, again, as part of the criminal justice reform, quote, uh, every single child case goes to family court automatically, which is why his temporary situation right now is one of, quote, intensive overview by the community. However, it means he can roam free during the day and he has to check in to like a home every night at 6 Mm p.m. So this guy is free until 6 p.m. every day to continue his violent tendencies, which is you – articulated, he has prior arrests for a loaded gun and robbery. (laughs) That, to me, is not the appropriate delineation, his age. The appropriate delineation is the violent nature of his priors, the violent nature of his current three charges he's facing, which one of which includes assaulting a police officer and resisting arrest. Thank you. Two of which. So I I think, you know, again, the message has already been sent. Mm -hmm. um, And he can say all he wants, who he wants to sue or press charges to. It was unintelligible in the court hearing who he said when the judge asked, who are you talking about? Mm -hmm. I think it's a joke. It makes me sick. I don't care, however, what he thinks he can or cannot get away with. Um, I do wish moving forward we would stop calling him a boy. He's not. He's yeah, not. He's, he's a suspect. He's a defendant. He's whatever he is. But the fact remains, we watched him be brutally vicious with a law enforcement officer. And I wish I'd been able to see the law enforcement officer um, respond in kind. Yeah, it would have been nice. Emily Campagno is in the house. That's my really quick. My one frustration is that, you know, there are kids who have been failed by society, whether it was bad homes, whether it was the fact that we're now teaching kids not to respect law enforcement, we're not prosecuting criminals. But I feel like in this instance, it's the other kids who 
wind up paying. It's the law-abiding citizen who gets the bill for all of this crap. You know, we're, we're, we're showing more empathy for the criminal than the victim. But I wanted to ask you this one other thing while I have you here. Um, is it true that you're starting a Macy Gray cover band with that raspy voice? <laughs> the look! Said no one. The look! No, I, I love Everyone, the raspy voice. Uh, Jimmy is so annoying. Who are you screaming at that you Dude, lost your voice? You. <laughs> look, laryngitis is not my fault. That's number one. Number okay. two, um, weirdly, I just woke up last Saturday yeah. and I could feel, I was like, sort of like, what's wrong with my voice? That sort of happens a lot if I travel or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I lose my voice for like a day. Mm-hmm. So I kept telling everyone, don't worry, it'll come back in a day. And it didn't. And that's why I was not on air all last week mm-hmm. because you literally could not hear my voice. I was supposed to be on voice rest and I was whatever. And then it just, it's taken this long. So I'm getting better day by day. I swear I'm not doing anything to, <laughs> <laughs> other than, <laughs> it's tough other when, than a couple things. It's tough when your nickname is the human happy hour <laughs> and you lose your voice. They think you were doing your famous Captain Caveman impression again at the bar, but it's not true. Dude, my softball team, we, we made it to the semifinals. Our game was this week, so of course I had to cheer for it. We lost, unfortunately, 6-5. Oh, we put out, up a good fight. But I tried. I did try to temper my cheering and just be like, go Smokes, we got this, like instead of being like, Wah! but, you know, <laughs> I try, you guys. I try. Oh, I am. Well, we all know how hard you're going to try next week uh, against me in the Tucker Carlson final exam. I'm, I'm actually just- not going to try hard at all because I won't need to because it's going to be so easy for me to beat you let me just be clear about this okay for all the smack talk we're engaging in right now nobody has any idea what the hell's going to happen because they always give it a theme and it's always like absurd things that you've never heard of so there really is no way to study or prep uh but if there's anyone i want to beat, like i didn't want to beat dagan okay i didn't want to beat dana i was told i'd never work on the channel again if i beat dana i was straight up told that it was like whispered in my ear like get everyone wrong i was like all right yeah fine totally whatever you need but like, if I was going to beat somebody, it would be you because I know you'd be a good sport about it. So maybe. Of course. Of course. Let's make cut a friendly. To Emma, cut to Emily never being on the show again. Yeah. <laughs> I win. Go ahead. Totally. Nancy Kerrigan, you I mean? Yeah. Um, I will say that I think we should make a friendly wager in front of all these millions of Americans where loser buys the other one either a shot of McDurr's or a Pilsner. That's fair, and that's cheap. I thought you were going to go high society with that TV money of yours. All right, fine. Beautiful. <laughs> it's a shot at it. I mean, either way, we're buying shots. Yeah, exactly. The human happy hour, who totally didn't lose her voice from drinking. Emily <laughs> Campagna. I'm putting it on the Fox corporate card. <laughs> oh, girl. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Busy Friday on the show. Diamond Dave Landau. Gonna stop by. He is, of course, a nationally touring comedian. One of the best comics you'll ever watch anywhere. I mean, Diamond Dave's fantastic. Really great. Doesn't care. Doesn't believe in censorship. Uh, you know, he's an old school comic. He's just out there to be funny. He's not worried about your feelings. They're jokes, people. Shut up. Uh, but he's gonna talk about the fact that the Biden administration, uh, they are pushing more boosters on kids. Uh, but do we have any data that says kids need these boosters? The answer would be no. He's also going to get into the fact that Beverly Hills, which I think is so funny, Beverly Hills, California, just voted against mask mandates. They're just not the rich people are like, no, you want to do a mask mandate? Do it in the other rest of L.A. County. We're not doing it. We're rich. We know they don't work. We're not putting up with this a second time. They're starting to be a little bit of a revolt against the covid regime. And that's a good thing. Okay, I am not anti self-preservation. If you're immunocompromised, get vaccinated, wear a mask, do whatever the hell you think works. But we should have this thing we used to have. Uh, I believe it was called freedom. 
give people back their freedom. And if you think a mask works, that's fine. Oh, hey, you think a mask works? That's the joy of America. Everybody can do whatever the hell they want. But if you think your mask works, are you ready? Then you don't need to worry whether or not I'm wearing one. If your mask works, doesn't matter what I do. I could be wearing eight masks. I could be wearing no masks. I could be wearing half a mask. doesn't matter. Okay, if your mask works, you're good. So shut up. Don't worry about me. We'll get into that. Uh, But right now we're talking about a different type of defense, a defense that's not being played down at our southern border where, man, oh boy, oh man. So here's where the debate about migrants has taken us. I mentioned this to you earlier in the week. A lot of Democratic mayors, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser, New York Mayor Eric Adams, they're speaking out against what? Migrants are coming into this country. And they're being relocated to other communities across the country because we don't want overwhelmed border facilities because the Democrats don't want to deal with the image of, oh, yeah, it really is crowded down there. So no sooner than people get brought into the country and and turned loose into our society, they're thrown on a bus or a plane. They're shipped somewhere else in the middle of the night. And welcome to America. You made it. What the hell is the world coming to? Now, to be clear, I have a lot of empathy for people trying to come to this country, man. Okay, they are fleeing real oppression, food insecurity, cartel violence, everything in between, corrupt governments, basically everything you're dealing with here, but on a larger scale. Bottom line, okay, is the people coming into this country illegally, illegally are being relocated. And up until now, they've only been sent to Republican red states. Well, now, lo and behold, Texas Governor Greg Abbott is starting to send them to Democratic states, too. You know, all the Democrats have said, we got to welcome every person, America. Diversity is our strength. We're like, fine. Here's a bus full of migrants for your community. And they were like, oh, hell no. What are you talking about? They're a federal problem. They're soaking up our resources. We don't have the money. We don't have the facilities. What do you mean? The same people. The same diversity as our strength crowd. The same how dare Donald Trump want to stop people from coming here and overwhelming our resources. What kind of a monster would vote for a border wall? You know, besides the 80 percent of the Senate that voted for a border wall under Barack Obama and under George W. Bush. Understand, everybody who says, ah, walls are racist. We should be building bridges and not walls. Every one of them voted for a border wall. Under Barack Obama. Don't be thick, all right? Remember one of the biggest criticisms against Trump's border wall? Said, oh, this isn't new wall. This is pre-existing wall, said all the people who told you walls were racist. So if walls are racist, how come you guys got pre-existing walls standing up? I think he's got a point. Okay, it's insane. And securing the border, just so we're on the same page, has nothing to do with a race. It's the front door of our house. Right now in this country, the fentanyl coming across our southern border is poisoning people, youth, kids, recreational drug use, not overdosing. Overdosing is you did a ton of drugs and in the end it caught up to you. This is somebody has a term paper to write. They take an Adderall from their friend. It's not their prescription. Dead. Yo, that's really awful. And it's it, it's insane and so arbitrary and stupid and so avoidable if you secure the front door of your house, which is the border, and you know who's coming in or out and you know what's coming in or out. Right now, human trafficking at our southern border has become a billion-dollar industry. The cartels are making so much money, the demand to flood the border has gotten so vast that now we're dealing with American organized crime. Like if you're making a Godfather 4 The Corleone family is now sneaking people across the border. I mean, this is insane. 
But in this moment, every one of these mayors is diversity is our strength and these racist Republicans don't want migrants coming into their communities now have migrants coming into their communities and they're not happy about it at all. Okay, let me play you some of the sound because it's fascinating. Okay, earlier in the week, I played you Muriel Bowser, a Washington mayor who, again, has fought with Trump at every turn. He's a racist. How dare you? Now she is calling in. Understand. Okay, for the National Guard. Why is this significant? Because when Trump wanted to deploy the National Guard to get this migrant situation under control, she said it was racist. Now she is calling for the exact same thing. Democrats are so full of crap. Here it is, clip 22. We've had a number of discussions. We facilitated FEMA's involvement with a million dollar grant that has now been increased uh, to work with our non- elite nonprofit agency. Uh, we facilitated using those grant funds to set up respite uh, a center in uh, a neighboring jurisdiction. Uh, and I've also asked uh, the Secretary of the Army uh, to deploy uh, the D.C. National Guard to help uh, lead that effort. Oh, oh, the National Guard is coming in. Wait a minute now. Here is Chip Roy, who is, of course, a representative of the great state of Texas, reacting to Muriel Bowser's claim that we need the National Guard. He points out uh, just, you know, a little bit of hypocrisy here. Clip 25. It's interesting hearing the mayor of Washington, D.C., which is where I'm sitting right now, complaining about 4,000 people on 200 buses that Governor Abbott has sent to Washington, D.C. since April, running to the Pentagon saying, oh, my gosh, we need the National Guard. Oh, well, you know what? Cry me a frickin' river, right? You know, welcome to the party, pal. Down in Texas, Today in the border, we're going to have about 7,000 people crossing the border across the entire southwest border and about half of that in Texas. Cry me a river about the, I don't know, 50 bodies in a mobile morgue in Brooks County, Texas. Talk to the families that are concerned about the people packing pistols. That's what we're dealing with every day. So welcome to the party, pal. I don't want to really hear all your complaining. Oh, wow. That is Chip Roy dressing down Muriel Bowser. I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. It's bananas. Okay, again, we had Eric Adams give a big speech earlier in the week. Our New York City mayor said, oh, they're overwhelming our resources, having the migrants come here. It's the same Eric Adams when he was running for office. We should welcome everybody as a human. Their lives have value. Of course they do. That's why we need to end the humanitarian crisis that is an open border. It's dangerous for the people who want to come here, and it's really dangerous for the people who already live here. This has nothing to do with race. Don't make this about a racial issue. That's what they like to do, and that makes it impossible for us to have a substantive debate, and that's the issue we're dealing with. We we have people who don't want to solve the problem. They want to run on the problem, and calling the people in favor of border security bigoted is their plan to run. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. And it's true. Okay, by securing the border— You force people to come here legally, as many as they want. Come here legally, pay taxes, assimilate, learn a language, get a job, be a part of the community. People used to come to this country, okay, because they wanted to be American. They didn't want to come here, okay, and and be told that we were systemically racist and oppressive and it's a hellhole. They don't come here, okay, for fake oppression. 
They come here because they're fleeing real oppression and they want to make a better life for their family, as hundreds of millions of migrants have over the course of this great country's history. But what the Democrats are selling in this moment, it's just politics. And what's gross about it is there's really no empathy for the migrant. Like the, their demonstration of empathy, I'll give you some Corinne Jean-Pierre, okay, talking about how all oh, the Republicans are just using these migrants. Here it is, clip 24. Republicans are using, they're using migrants who are coming here for, who knows, uh, because they are, they're, they're dealing with humanitarian issues back in their country. They're coming here for a better life, and they are being used, Peter. They're being used by Republican governors. Does, that is what's happening. Does any of this just make the president want to say this is causing a lot of burdens on small cities, big cities? Maybe I should just close the border. What I'm saying is what Republicans are doing is wrong, and there is a process in place, and we should follow the process. There is a legal process in place, and they should follow it. She's worse than Kamala. She's just an idiot and has nothing to do with her race or her gender. She's a stupid person. Okay, understand that we have been relocating these migrants to red states in the tens of thousands over the past year. She's only upset about relocation because they're showing up in Democratic strongholds right now. This is the attitude in Washington. They're all for diversity and inclusion as long as it's not in their community. Again, they think everyone is filthy and disgusting and beneath them. I get to hang out in Washington as one of the filthy and disgusting people. People always look at me and they're like, no, I don't want any hors d'oeuvres. And I'm like, no, no, I am not waiting tables. I was an invited guest. And by the way, if I had hors d'oeuvres, there's no way in hell that I'm sharing them with anybody. Look at me. That boy is a P.I.G. pig. But the point is, okay, in this moment, what they're framing as empathy is getting people killed. Leaving the border opens, getting Americans killed. Fentanyl is the leading cause of death for Americans between the ages of 18 and 45. It's not COVID. It's not monkeypox. It's fentanyl. Okay. You know, the thing they don't cover in the news, you got COVID, monkeypox around the clock. Okay. Fentanyl, nah, nobody cares, but it's killing people. Okay. And migrants are getting killed left and right. Women are getting raped, being smuggled into the country by human traffickers, by drug cartels that are exploiting our open border. And again, the Democrats are fine with letting this go on forever because they think ultimately that these are migrants that will ultimately become voters in this country and vote American. OK, there are already municipalities like mine in New York that are giving undocumented migrants the right to vote in our elections. Think about that. That's the bill that's on the table. Hey, you're not a citizen, but you can vote. What do you mean? Why? How? You don't pay taxes, but you can vote. What do you mean? How are you get? Getting... You know, we, we, we went to war over like taxation without representation. Now we're getting representation without taxation. It's like backwards. We're getting this whole other thing where the American citizen is not a consideration. Welcome to the Biden administration, home to the new slogan, America last. But what's so funny in this moment is the insanity of the hypocrisy, the shamelessness of the hypocrisy in that they didn't care that the border was being flooded. They didn't care. That resources are being overrun. You look at a place like McAllen, Texas, okay, that has a very tiny population. They're now getting a flood of migrants straining their resources that dwarfs their population. How is that fair to them that you just don't want to secure the border? You understand? And you could say, oh, the border's closed. The border, yeah, we've had the number of illegal border crossings has gone up every month since Biden took office. 
And he tried telling us a year and a half ago, oh, it's seasonal. It's just the weather. They're just, you know, once the weather changes. Well, the weather's changed five times since then, so what's the difference? Okay, the difference is they don't care what happens at the southern border as long as it doesn't wind up in their state. Well, here's a news flash. It's coming to their state next. Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon going right back to the phones. It's Friday. We're hanging out. You know, it's a little you and me time. That's what I say. We always say America's family meeting. That's what this show is supposed to be. So let's, you know, let let a little of our nutty family over and let's have some fun. Uh, Alex is on the line in Brooklyn. Yo, Alex. Hey, what's up, Jimmy? How you doing? It's so good to be on with you for the second time. Yeah, it's a big deal, man. Um, we got the band back together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I was calling about the border, but I first wanted to say one small thing about New York. Mm-hmm. People that don't live here don't understand that there's one good thing about living here, and that's that the not good-looking people are still wearing their masks. <laughs> that's really yeah. – it's true because everybody has been let down by a mask romance where you thought somebody was gorgeous. Then the mask came off in the workplace, and you're like, whoa, gosh. And a lot of those people, as you said, got their masks right back on because they're hot with the mask yeah. on because you just need like a decent set of eyes, right? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> That's funny. But I wanted to say about the border that I don't understand why the Biden administration is allowing all these people to come across the border. And these people are coming in uh, with with cartels and MS-13 members that are smuggling them in here. And, and it's very dangerous because they're being trafficked and hurt in so many ways. Why doesn't the Biden administration provide transportation for these people? Obviously, the border should be closed, but if you're keeping it open, why don't you provide the transportation and charge them the money that they'd be giving to MS-13? And MS-13 is making millions of dollars, and they're becoming empowered because of all of this money that they're making. Mm -hmm. Give it to the American people, and we could use the money for the transportation and to house these migrants that are coming to the to our country and we could actually not allow the criminals to come onto the buses that we'd be sending over there instead of using tax dollars to build facilities for them and to house them here. Well, because you want to know what it is, honestly, is it's 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 a very constructive idea. The reason they wouldn't do it is because then they'd have to admit 
that they're in favor of all of this illegal immigration. They would admit they'd have to admit they want an open border. See, the way they get to do it now is have it both ways. They get to scream that they're against open borders, that it's not an open border, and then let in everybody imaginable. So the tell there is that they just don't care about any of these people. And understand, they don't care about. They do not care. Like if you were out there in the summer of 2020 yelling to defund the police, you're not speaking as a person who cares about anything because that was the most dangerous thing we've ever done as a country. And the people who got killed were the ones they purported to care about. So to answer your question, they would never take up your plan because taking up your plan means caring about what goes on at the border. And they don't care. They just think people will come here, become dependent on the government and ultimately get a voice in our democracy that allows them to keep voting for more subsidies. You get it and I get it. You're the only guy in Brooklyn who's not stoned this afternoon, Alex. You're 100 percent right about both things that I'm not stoned at this point yet, and <laughs> that I, you know, they it would mean that they would be admitting that they're in, that they're for open borders, but yep. it, this means that they they're allowing these people to come here because they want democratic votes. These people, mm-hmm. you know, are going to show their gratitude to them by voting to them, and but they they have no problem putting these people in dangerous situations where they're coming with MS-13 members and kids are being trafficked just so that they shouldn't have to admit that they're what what they're doing yeah that's that's crazy a thousand percent listen whatever the strand of weed is stick with it okay brother great call the legendary alex from brooklyn he's not high actually the rest of brooklyn is it's not weed we call it big apple cologne here we'll be back with more of it after this Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, baby boy, would you look who's back in action at your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon fired off. Got a big hour of Fox Across America coming your way. Diamond Dave Landau, nationally touring comedian, he's going to stop by. We're also going to talk to my main man, Brian Lee, who is out in Carson City, Nevada. Brian is, of course, the house MC. At the Carson Nugget. He will be on stage opening for me at the Carson Nugget Friday night, August the 26th, Saturday night, August the 27th. Tickets for that at ccnugget.com. Brian is a veteran who fought for your freedoms, a touring comedian in his own right. Really funny guy. I love working with him. I'm excited to get him back on the show. Uh, And he has woken up to the same reality you have in this country, that we're going woke in a hurry. And I got to be honest with you. I don't know that the rest of the world takes us seriously anymore. We really are being laughed at and scoffed at throughout the world. They just they're not respecting our country the way they used to. It's wild because here's the thing. Okay, Joe Biden was not the guy we see now. I'm not talking about cognitive decline like, oh, the engine's running. Nobody's behind the wheel. I'm talking Joe Biden was a guy who was, you know, not into any. Like and Joe Biden was like the, the the most harshest critic of gay marriage who ever lived until the politics changed and he was in favor of it again. But you understand, like Joe Biden was not a progressive. He was more of a moderate. He was more of a, you know, guy who was pro law enforcement. He wrote the 1994 crime bill. You know, he was a guy that wasn't into gender ideology or any of this insanity they're pushing now. Here is Joe Biden on gay marriage as a senator. I can't believe the American people can't see through this. We already have a law. 
the Defense of Marriage Act, where we've all voted, not where I voted and others said, look, marriage is between a man and a woman, and states must respect that. Nobody's violated that law. There's been no challenge to that law. Why do we need a constitutional amendment? Marriage is between a man and a woman. What's the game going on here? Ooh, what's the game going on here? Let me explain this to you one more time. You're a fraud. Here is Corrine Jean-Pierre. Okay, you heard the clip. That's Biden. Marriage is between a man and a woman. What's the game going on here? That's Biden as a senator. Okay, as a vice president, of course, they came out in favor of gay marriage, and that's fine. We're not debating gay marriage. I'm just exposing the fraud of what we have here. Here is Corrine Jean-Pierre Wednesday saying Biden was front and center for the fight for marriage equality. Clip 39. I spoke to the president about uh, 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 this legislation, the Marriage Act, the Respect for Marriage Act, uh, last week. As you know, this is something that the president has supported uh, for many, many years. He was out front uh, on on marriage equality uh, ahead of so many other uh, uh, congressional members and senators when he was uh, when he was himself uh, uh, a senator and also as vice president, as you all know. Dude, I just played you the clip, Corrine Jean-Pierre. That is not out in front. That is not leading the charge. Marriage between the men and the women. What's the game here? Here's more Corrine Jean-Pierre yesterday. Clip 40. What I will say is that the president has been uh, like the tip of the spear when it comes to marriage equality. The tip of the spear. He's the tip of the spear when it comes to marriage equality. This guy. I can't believe the American people can't see through this. We already have a law. The Defense of Marriage Act, where we've all voted, not where I voted and others said, look, marriage is between a man and a woman, and states must respect that. Nobody's violated that law. There's been no challenge to that law. Why do we need a constitutional amendment? Marriage is between a man and a woman. What's the game going on here? So uh, I guess we have some issues. (laughs) So you understand the fraud of this whole thing. And I make this point not because we're going to get into a debate over gay marriage, But because all of these woke initiatives are being pushed by people who don't believe in them, what they believe in is the ability to get power by weaponizing the plight of what they want you to believe are marginalized communities. Like right now, they have you believe if you're not in favor of a biological male walking around in a woman's locker room, that you're some type of transphobe. You're the worst person who ever lived. That's what they're doing. Okay. The NCAA just rewrote Title IX. I talked about this today on the Faulkner Focus. If you want to see the video, it's on the Fox Across America Facebook page. The NCAA just rewrote Title IX to say that anyone who identifies as a woman will be allowed into a woman's locker room, whether they are a biological woman or not. This is significant. Okay, we just had a story in New Jersey where a biological man who claimed to be trans got to stay in a women's prison and impregnated two women. Okay, that happened. That happened. The story's not even two weeks old. We've been following it, like covering it like crazy here on Fox. A biological man got to stay in a women's prison when he went to jail. No, no, I'm trans. No, you can't put me in a male prison. I mean, it's a genius move. Are you kidding me? When I was a fat, perverted little kid, are you telling me I could have been walking around the women's locker room? Do you remember like the movie Splash? where John Candy is, like, throwing change on the ground and then looking up women's skirts when he's, like, a perverted, fat, little, chubby kid, the beginning of Splash. Okay, in the modern version of the world, that John Candy, instead of throwing the quarters on the ground, nobody has any with the inflation, he could just say he's a woman and walk right into the women's locker room. That's going on. 
And we're told that if we're against that, we must hate trans people. No, we're not anti-trans. We're pro-women. But what they do is they sell inclusion, extreme levels of inclusion, because it gives anybody who opposes it, okay, it gives them a lane to call you transphobic. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. That's what they do. They keep moving the goalpost, and then you go, what's your problem? That's the point. Okay, whether it was marriage equality, which Biden was steadfastly against, which Obama was steadfastly against their whole lives till it became politically viable or anything else in the woke-topia. It is not being pushed because they care about these people. It's being pushed because them claiming that all of these new ideologies, teaching kindergarten kids to transition. Dude, do you know how fluid a child is in kindergarten? There's a reason they can't make adult decisions. There's a reason they have guardians. You wouldn't let your kindergarten get a tattoo, not legally old enough to decide that. You wouldn't let your kindergarten kid get a boob job. I had this conversation two days ago. I said to a woman, you'd let your kid transition, so would you let your five-year-old daughter get a boob job? She goes, no, she's not fully developed yet. Oh, oh, really? But you can change genders before your gender is fully developed, before you've grown into the, your fully formed self and had time to get to know yourself and decide what you want to be. We're being told that a kid, based on its own whims, okay, at a time when your favorite toy changes, your favorite food changes, your favorite song changes constantly, can make a permanent decision about gender. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. It's bananas, and it's not lost on my man Joey. He's down in Tyler, Texas. Joey! Jimmy, my man, what's up, my man? Nothing, man. Uh, there's listen. We've had these discussions before, but I am rumored to be coming back to Tyler, Texas. This is not a confirmed thing, but it's looking like November. And I ordered new boots already, just to cover my ass. Bro, you got to make it happen. I tell you, man. Like I drive all day long, and you're three hours on the radio. It keeps me from driving into oncoming traffic. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, that's listen. That's a high praise, man. You know, like as a former cab driver, I've I've said this before. The, my favorite thing about radio as a cab driver was if you had a show that you loved, it really picked up the day. Uh, that was always Rush Limbaugh for me. So if I can be a minor league rush for you, I'll take it. Bro, it gets me. I'm telling you that three the three hours flies by, dude. It's bad enough that I'm at work. So you know how time at work can drag, but yep. the three hours flies by when I'm listening to you, man. I, I had a, I had something I wanted to ask you about, though, see what you thought about it. Awesome. What do you got? Okay, well, you know, growing up, I grew up, um, you know, in the uh, 80s, and I was always being, you know, fed this uh, rhetoric about the New World Order. Mm-hmm. And the way the New World Order was presented to me was it was going to be some older guys sitting around in a circle planning the demise of the world. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, uh, yeah. and they were doing it. They were doing it kind of clandestine it was kind of hidden mm-hmm. but i think what's come full circle now to me this is what it looks like the the new world order is no longer the new world order it's the new woke order it's systematically setting out to destroy the world to destroy the country to destroy everything yep that so- seems to me to be what the actual nwo that they were talking about all those years that came to fruition it seems to me that it was not a bunch of white guys sitting in a circle planning the demise of the world it's all these weirdos running around. Look, look, I grew up in the DIY punk rock scene. Mm-hmm. I was all about inclusion and putting on my animal rights patches and my straight edge patches and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. But then I had to grow up and I had to start doing stuff for myself, right? Mm-hmm. And I couldn't really worry about bands' politics anymore or their patches or whatnot. And I had to go out and start doing things on my own. So I understand how that can be important to you where you think you're going to change the world. 
screaming at your friends in a VFW playing in your <laughs> punk rock band. I understand that. But I also, I, I can't understand going around and, and trying to force all of those same things on the rest of the world. Well, that's why they're forcing. Let me just be clear, Joey. They don't care. They're forcing because it's how they get power. It's like a battery ram. They say, hey, we want kindergartners to transition. We want biological men to beat up women in sports. Okay, and if you don't like that, you're a transphobe. You're a homophobe. So you better vote for us instead of this transphobe or this homophobe. It's all a charade. That's the point. But it's getting to a point where it's so far beyond parody. If a biological man is walking around a women's room, that's insane. Okay, you know that and I know that. And that's why they well, are they're they're losing a lot of the country right now. But go ahead, I'm sorry. I was never big on sports, but what I've thought about doing is going around and uh, you know, just identifying as an eight year old boy and I'm gonna start whooping everybody in the Pee Wee football league. <laughs> Yo, if you're gonna do it, make sure you can bet on it in Vegas, because I always say that about Leah Thomas. She could swim in the women's bracket all she wants if I could start making money, you know what I'm saying? Well, here's what you got to do since you have the platform, my man. You need to bust out the use the the old school logo, brother of Hogan, Nash, and Hall, the NWO <laughs> logo. Put out the New Woke Order T-shirts and all the swag. Put it on your website and cut me in on the residuals, brother. <laughs> all right, dude. We'll close on a hoaxer drop. I'll break you in half like a little toothpick. Not you, Joey, but we'll break everybody else. Good call. Happy Friday, my man. All right, take care, Jimmy. You got it. Even Joey sees through this charade. They're not letting Leah Thomas into the women's locker room because they care about equality. They're letting her into the women's room because they can score political power by calling you the devil for disagreeing with it. Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. Oh, girl. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man you can see in person at the Carson Nugget. Friday night, August the 26th. Saturday night, August the 27th. Tickets for that at ccnugget.com. Joining me now... Man who's right there on the bill with me. You'll see him on stage, too. Battling Brian Lee back in the house. Hey, girl. Jimmy, how you doing today? Better now, my man. You're always good for morale hey. on the show. Go ahead. I, I appreciate it. Hey, before we get started, I just need to clear something up real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, my name is Brian Lee. My pronouns are host, feature, and headliner. 
and I am the hilarious man on the other line of this phone right now. <laughs> that was my favorite thing ever this week. That was my favorite thing. I had to cover it on America's Newsroom, that whole Kamala stupidity. First of all, it's like if you're worried about like uh, blind people understanding your conversation, maybe not wear two masks while you're talking to them. You know, people can't hear. Yeah. So stupid. Go ahead. No, that was just that was just great. I'm like, you know, just she's the gift that keeps on giving for us comedians. That's just all there is to well, it. This is the point. All right, I was making this point. Do you remember when Sammy Sosa was breaking home run records? Yeah, maybe with a little help from the Flintstone vitamins. I'm not going to lie, uh, but there was this cottage industry of people sitting outside Wrigley Field with mitts, hoping to catch a home run ball. And Kamala has created that on the internet. Every time she speaks publicly, people are waiting around to cut an audio clip that's a home run because you're going to get a lot of laughs out of it, like all the other dumb ones. We got the week before about, you know, we've got to worry about the impact because people are impacted. And if people are being impacted by the impact and we're not having an impact. And I'm like, dude, like who is writing this stuff? You know what I'm saying? I, it's, it, and I thought they had handlers for this that actually, you know, stops it from happening. I mean, what happened to those guys? <laughs> well, those guys are putting on press on nails and walking around the White House as those girls. <laughs> and it's just a mess. The whole thing is a mess, Brian Lee. You fought for this country. Were you ever sitting there? Okay, when you were lacing them up and you were getting ready to go out there and then defend our freedoms and everything in between, I, I, were you ever sitting there saying, hey, we've got to win this battle today or a biological man's not going to be able to walk around the ladies' room? I, you know, I, I got to be honest. Up until the time I retired, it was pretty smooth. But my last tour, and that's when all the, the changes like that you see now, those when, that's when they all started coming into play. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people walked. A lot of people retired. They said, you know what? I'm not going to put up with it. I don't, I don't think – I'm considered a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. If I was in today's military, they would run me out because they're like, oh, my God, he's mean. <laughs> he's just like the worst person in the world. I'm like, and with you know, and the way I talk, like when I'm on stage, I'm like, yeah, there's no way I could have got away with doing that when I was active duty. So oh. I'm so glad I'm retired and able to, you know, still at this point, you know, I haven't been canceled yet. So I think I'm doing okay. <laughs> We're talking to the great Brian Lee. Uh, you can see him and I at the Carson Nugget in Carson, Nevada. It is Friday night, August 26th, Saturday, August 27th. Ticket ccnugget.com. Nobody shills for a comedy show like your man Jimmy Fallon. Did you notice that? You do great, and I, and I appreciate it. We uh, we love it. I, and I, if I can, I need to tell uh, – you were there in February, and there was four incredible great shows. We had such a good time. I, I just want to reach out to your fan base and let them know uh, that we are open even when you're not there. <laughs> there are a lot of – they're allowed to come other nights. Like we're there tonight. I'm there tonight too. They can, so they're, they're more than welcome to come. So it's, you know, they don't, they don't gotta wait for you. I mean, we appreciate that. Well, I, no, no. I told them Brian Lee was only for company. Like we only break you out when there's company and I'm considered the company, but you're, but you're, you're telling me this fine China is on display constantly. Is that the word? We, and that's the beauty of it because uh, I make sure that the comics that come through this club are all the same right minded folks so they're going to get that same type of humor as long as they're coming out to see us. Oh, so this is yeah. You know, we're, we're we're we don't do like how they do in Reno. It's we're a little different down there. Down in Carson. <laughs> no, no. no, no. You guys are playing prison rules. I love. It's the greatest. It's the greatest place in the world. Like I'm so I, I am so excited to come back. I think we should promise in our last forty seconds. We should promise the listeners that even though we're going to sell the tickets out quick, we will just continue to shamelessly promote this every week between now and then. Would you sign up for that? I would be happy to do that. I'd love to come on and, and, and talk more about the seats that aren't available. <laughs> and 
and if I could, I got I got to be honest right now. The uh, the eight o'clock shows, the VIP seats are, are gone. Wow! So this, if people want the VIP seats, they have to come to the ten o'clock show and stay up a little bit later with us uh, with yeah. us adults. Yeah, pretty soon the only way to see Brian is going to be to buy a ticket to the Bunny Ranch. So, folks, you, st- <laughs> you still have some decent options between now and then. Brian Lee, I love you, buddy. We'll do it again soon. Okay. Take care, brother. Be safe. I'll see you in a few weeks. You're damn right, you will. There he goes. Oh, girl. Slowing it down here. A little Spandau Ballet. It's like a school dance. It's a weird choice considering this next guest is not allowed within 500 feet of a school. I kid. It's the best comic I know. I love having him on the show. Diamond Dave Landau is back. Hey, girl. Hey, just call me Spandau. Davey Spandau. (laughs) I apologize for taking a cheap shot at you. That's usually reserved for the producer. I was at like a weird fork in the road. I was like, do I sidetrack the show and lambast Mikey, or do I just pin it on Davey to keep the conversation rolling? So thanks for taking one for the team. Oh, it's fine. I I play that prank on all my neighbors when I move into a new area. (laughs) Do you you stop by with the ankle bracelet on? (laughs) Yeah, Hey, I live over there. There's a dot on the house. So, yeah, some, I just put one on the roof. <laughs> someone said, I don't know, it was somebody's tweet. I believe it was a tweet, and I want to credit them. Uh, I don't know who it is. This isn't me, you know. Remember that guy? I believe he could. The guy's actual name was the Fat Jew. I'm not slandering. Do you remember that guy who was stealing everybody's material? Yes, and making them into memes and all that stuff. That yeah. was his name. That was his actual name. That was yeah. his actual name. So we're not, you know, using yeah. slurs here. But that guy got like famous for like a half hour, and then everybody was like, "Oh, this is all stolen," and they kind of turned on the guy. Uh, but whoever this person was who tweeted this the other day, they said, "You know, the next time somebody is showing you pictures of their kid, if you want to end it early, be like, dude, that's so hot.' <laughs> 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 that's actually pretty funny." <laughs> No, we're both parents. I mean, it's just a fact. <laughs> it's so funny. Ah, oh, Dave Landau. Good to hear your voice. Uh, there's two. Go back to the other one. <laughs> Go back. Who's the one on the left? <laughs> Dude, you keep telling these jokes. They're going to give you a job teaching kindergarten in the Democratic Party. Yeah. It's not good. Well, exactly. I'll be doing Kiss Kiss a Go-Go in the park on Fridays. <laughs> so much for the old comedy tour. Davey's now a kindergarten teacher. Oh, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. Um, let's talk. Let's talk comedy. I had to do this on Harris Faulkner's show earlier. We were talking about the Will Smith apology. He basically apologized to himself because this is like image rehab. And he got out there, you know, it was just, you know a two-camera shoot. Which does not, to me, convey sincerity. This conveys production, stagecraft. This is a Hollywood actor trying to look, you know, like he cares. I, I don't know that I buy it. Did you buy it? Uh, it felt like it was directed by the head of Scientology. <laughs> well, I mean, like it was it directed. Was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically, if L. Ron Hubbard was around, too, be like, action. Um, <laughs> That's funny. I, I, uh, it's odd because it took so long. Like, I felt he should have apologized right about the time he got his Oscar. That would have been the good time to say he felt he flew off the handle. Yeah. Um, and then he kind of – I guess what I did like about the apology – and all you can do is apologize. I don't hate the guy or yeah, anything me neither. like that. It's mm-hmm. like – I think he's a guy who's, who's tormented at home, and that's just yeah. my, my own opinion. Um but 
you can kind of blame Chris Rock a little bit where he's like, I reached out to his people and he doesn't want to really talk right now. It's like, yeah, I don't. Why are you saying that? Like, yeah. just apologize. Yeah, he's, he's he's like kind of kind of slandering the guy along the along the way. But what's two interesting things I took away from that? One, I do believe Chris Rock wants to milk this for all it's worth, and why wouldn't he? You know, it's funny, yeah. it's material. Who cares? And he's going to be fine. Uh, and two, you know, obviously he's the more likable party in this debate. Long before the smack, like people love Chris Rock. People love people like Tony Rock more than they like Will Smith. Would you not agree? Oh, I fully agree. People like Jordan Rock more than <laughs> Of course they do, because you'll never feel better about your own pot habit if you're a pothead than if Jordan Rock is in the room. He's my favorite dude ever to run into in a comedy club because, yo, he is gone. And he goes right on stage and just talks about it. It's his fa- He's fantastic. A lot of them might not know there's a Jordan Rock, but yes, he is a he is a hidden gem in this whole thing. Diamond Dave Landau is on the line if you're just joining us. But another thing you alluded to is him being under a, a lot of intense uh, pressure at home. The fact that there was a scripted question in which he exonerated Jada Pinkett for saying anything to him tells me Jada Pinkett said something to him, no? Oh, absolutely. She wrote the question <laughs> and the answer. I Every time... <laughs> I feel like she's in. She's like a loaded gun of a person. Yeah, always pointed at him. <laughs> it's as as odd as that sounds. Like I even tweeted out today. I guess uh, uh, Will Smith finally got his password from uh, Jada Pinkett, so he could go on Instagram and apologize to Chris <laughs> Rock. <laughs> I I think that she. I really do think that there's like this emotional abuse there. She's been with all these other guys, and it wasn't like it was an actual thing where they were supposed to be, you know, in a relationship where they were, uh, I don't know what, you know, swinging or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. She just had a bunch of affairs and was like, yeah, well, our relationship's open. And he's like, okay, that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> Please don't hurt me emotionally any more than you do. <laughs> And 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 so then him sitting at the Oscars, knowing he's been humiliated as much as he has, you know, with that red table talk thing you just referenced, where she gave that whole speech about, oh no, she's like, yeah, I'm banging half of Hollywood. Will can't do anything. Uh, you you, you <laughs> imagine his his manhood felt a little undermined at the old Oscars, and he went up and you know, how about that? But it's funny that he drew the line at keep my wife's name out your mouth because his wife's everything else has been in a lot of people's mouths. about that well yeah well yeah half the room has been like what are you getting so mad about i've been with her (laughs) that's funny keep my wife's breasts out your mouth he never said that (laughs) no he did what he should have said yeah that stops with the alopecia jokes when chris rock didn't even know she had alopecia which makes it even dumber but you know these are the well because she she she, it's it's self-inflicted alopecia though it's like you dyed your hair with poison 58 different colors yeah. for like five years, and now you're blaming like it's, I have a disease. No, you don't. <laughs> it's, just, it's what happens when you wreck your head. <laughs> Dave Landau on the line, if you're just joining us, touring comic, noted cosmetology expert. Um, That's true. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's pivot for a second because there's another development I in Hollywood. work in a beauty shop. Did you, though? <laughs> Uh, yes, I was in the back. I was trafficked. Anyway, you go on. <laughs> uh, 
Um, another another Hollywood development that I just love this week, and I texted you about this earlier, is out in Beverly Hills. They voted. No one asked for this. They just voted to declare they're not wearing masks in Beverly Hills. So the rich people are done with this. And I love that the rich people are done with this. I think everybody should be done with it. Uh, but do you think this is the moment where the COVID regime collapses? Because there's this other competing narrative where they're trying to boost, you know, put more boosters into our kids. Uh, where is COVID going right now? I think that COVID is definitely well. It's 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 definitely. I think it's going towards the poor and the people. <laughs> I think I think they still want to use it as a manipulation tactic and mm-hmm. to convince people it's bad because you you go to the airport and it's like, why are you still wearing a mask? Why are you afraid when half the plane isn't wearing a mask? Like, it's your choice, but yeah. it seems odd. But Beverly Hills, I mean, that's always been as red as Clifford. I mean, as much as they want to pretend that they're liberal, they're not. Like, it's always been a a very, very red area that's voted with their wallets. Mm -hmm. And now it's – I'm not – like, they've just – they pretend. They're soccer moms who go and say, like – Oh yeah, we think we should defund the police. What about in your neighborhood? Well, no, I don't want. I don't not here. All of the white women in Beverly Hills who donated to Black Lives Matter were the same people yeah. calling the cops when Black Lives Matter bought a mansion in Beverly Hills. Do you remember that story? They they yes. they bought a mansion in Brentwood, and they're like, the cops keep showing up. I'm yeah, cause it's all the white ladies who donated to your cause. They didn't donate so you could move in next door. Right. They looked out the window and they were like, there's another break in at a White House. (laughs) That's so true. They're the most racist people on the planet. It's so amazing. Like, I'll just cut a check and, you know, I'm good. But the rest of you are racists. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I can buy my way into looking like I'm not racist. But could you just stay just stay over at that side of the eight blocks that way? Maybe. Did you Once see? Once you see people living in tents, that's that's where you live. <laughs> Go. That's crazy. Go down to a Bass Pro Shop. Get yourself a nice tent, L.A. style. It's crazy. Yes. Man. Once you. <laughs> Once you hear more Spanish than English, you're in the general direction of where I would like you. <laughs> I would like you to stay. Uh, where are you next? I know you're at the Columbus Funny Bone. Where are you heading? Well, I was just there. Um, I'm actually in Omaha, Nebraska at the Funny Bone right now. Oh, girlfriend. Love Nebraska, man. That's good living. Are you there tonight? Yeah. Are you there tonight and tomorrow? Yeah, tonight and tomorrow, four shows. Uh, well, two tonight, two tomorrow. Well, I love that. Uh, this is how unorganized this show is. Like, this might sound like we're doing a promo, but I genuinely didn't know and just asked you on the radio. No, I know. Somewhere. <laughs> it's the kind of prep we you do. Just rem- you, yeah. Yeah, you just remembered I was in Columbus. <laughs> no, I get it. <laughs> Oh, it's also the kind of prep I do as a comic to promote myself. I didn't bring it up either. Dude, do you understand that I spend most of my life pretending I know what I'm talking about on TV? I don't have time to ask for promos. Do you know what kind of ruse I am pulling on the American people right now to pass off these serious news appearances as much as I do? I mean, come on, Dave Landau. They've basically shaved oh, yeah. an ape and trained him to talk politics on TV. Oh yeah, I was at I was at Planet Fitness to give you an idea of how serious I take my uh, fitness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Looking up and I was watching you on Tucker, and I'm like, wow, and it's like, <laughs> it's like I I do the same, like I have the same ability of, of news as you. Like that's the same thing I do on my shows. I sit there and I go, yeah, that's right. And I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> go get him, Tucker. You're right. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm just I'm just the flavor flave to his Chuck D. I put on a clock and I just whatever. The, I'm like, whatever you got. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. 
You're like, you should keep talking until this segment runs up, Tucker. <laughs> That's funny. I'll just be here nodding, yeah, boy, like I'm Flavor Flav. Too funny. Uh, everyone go to the Omaha Funny Bone tonight and tomorrow and see Diamond Dave Landau. Thanks, girlfriend. This was amazing. Oh, thanks for having me, man. Happy Friday. Back after this. You're listening to the best dad on the radio. Can't believe you forgot my birthday. You're with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And if you've been following the news this week, you know the Democrats have been making a staunch effort to distance the conversation from the fact that two consecutive quarters of negative growth constitute a recession. That's been the big talk. Don't you say recession. Damn you. It's not a recession if there's two negative quarters of growth. Well, someone should have explained that to Nancy Pelosi because here she is on the subject previously. And so while they may have saved the second quarter from a technical definition of recession, the fact is we are now uh, uh, into the third quarter and we need uh, we need to have another stimulus package. Oh, wow. So what she was saying, that was back in 2008. She was saying what? The two negative quarters of growth. If they would have had a second negative quarter. That would have been the technical definition of a recession, which is only noteworthy. Why? Because now she's out there this week saying two negative quarters is not a recession. Nancy Pelosi is a total dingbat. But why? There's wait, there's more. Bill Clinton. Remember him? Uh, That was back when the president of the United States didn't actually mind if you took a knee. But here is Bill Clinton uh, saying the same for the definition of of a recession. Well, a recession is two quarters in a row of negative growth. I don't think we're going to have that. But we couldn't keep up 5% growth a year, you know, forever. Whoa, Bill Clinton saying what? The recession is when you have two negative quarters of growth. The point I'm trying to make is everybody reconfiguring the definition this week is full of And they think you're too stupid to notice. Again, like, what do they really think of you? When they're like, oh, we'll just change the definition. They won't know things are going bad. As if you're so dumb. You're like, oh, duh, I, I, my money's gone. I can't pay my bills or my gas. But things are really good because they said it wasn't a recession. Like, that's what they think of you. Whoever the hell's running this thing. I don't know who's running this thing. Sabrina is in San Antonio, Texas. Sabrina, do you know who's running this thing? Well, it sure really isn't the Republicans. Hey, girl, how are you? Hey, girlfriend. Good to hear your voice. Um, is everyone in San Antonio still smarting over being called a breakfast taco, or have we moved on? Oh, I was about to say, you need to come down here to San Antonio so you can hang out with us breakfast tacos. <laughs> Yo, I so- might even give you a little salsa and guac on the side, you know? Whoa, you sure know how to treat a girl. Um, <laughs> when I had Myra Flores on, the question I asked her, I will ask to you. I said, is, mm-hmm. the, is, is there a level of breakfast food that might have at least, like, endeared you to Jill Biden a little bit? Like, meaning, is there a higher level, like a burrito or anything like that, that if she had called you that, it would have been less offensive? No, because I think Biden, what he does, is he just eats oatmeal, so <laughs> I don't know. But the thing for me is uh, Biden reminds me a lot of Jeff Dunham's Walter. He always has that look on his face, and— <laughs> 
he, you don't know whose hand is up his backside <laughs> moving them out. <laughs> it's such a well, good visual. And, and, and another thing with this recession, they're saying, oh, two negatives don't make a recession. That's like somebody saying two negatives don't make a positive. That's what they're basically saying. <laughs> oh, it's so fascinating. The effort being made to actually, like, change the definition as opposed to, like, I don't know, changing the problem. But it's embarrassing. Like, they don't think people are going to know that things are going worse in their lives based on definitions. Oh, I understand. Oh, yeah, I understand. We had gas at almost $5 down here in San Antonio. So, and then now they're, they're, they're taking credit for it lowering down when they blamed it on Putin and the Ukraine mm-hmm. war and stuff like that. I mean, come on, seriously. When are people going to wake up and take the rose-colored glasses off? You know I, what I'm saying? I think it's coming, girlfriend. And I think this was a. Oh, it, I'm serious. This is an excellent. But all serious, you need to come down here to San Antonio. Can I tell you, you something really, really quick? Really yes. quick, and thank you for saying that. And I know I paid you the 20 bucks to say everyone loves me in San Antonio, but you said it the way I wanted you to, so thank you. Um, I'm in Houston next weekend with Jenny and Lincoln. Um, I know it's not San Antonio, but we're in that neck of the woods. It's not going to take much for me to get down there. Like, when should I come down? Because I'm planning my travel schedule now. Um, whenever you get a chance to just come on down, we'll throw you some barbacoa, maybe even some of our great Texas barbecue. Whoa. Yes, Sabrina, you are speaking my language, girlfriend. This is going to happen. But I love, I love you. I love you on Gutfeld. You cracked me up and I've been listening to you for quite a while at work. And people ask me why I'm laughing. I said, y'all need to listen to Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you stop it, girlfriend. That is amazing. Well, I will be back with our little comedy dwarf Monday night. I'm on Gutfeld. And uh, if you can't wait that long, I'm on with Lawrence Jones tomorrow night at 10 and you'll see me on Tucker a couple times next week. It's happening, man. We're we're real friends. And Uh when I I get down to San Antonio, you can say, hey, I'm the reason he came down here because you're making this happen. But understand that could also backfire on you a few hours after I get there because the Fox Across America team is known to make a mess of any city they visit. Well, that's okay. So am I. So we're all gravy with some biscuits here, honey. Oh, Sabrina, seriously, I'm in love. We got to get off the phone. I got to hold my life together. Have a great you weekend. You have a great day and say hi to Lincoln. I think he's absolutely adorable. Oh, he's a good kid, man. Yeah, you know what's funny? He put on my clothes last week for the Gutfeld taping, and uh, I got I to see what. A, the I, I, oh, thanks. Well, I got to see what a skinny person looks like in those clothes. Now I got to get in shape. <laughs> I look like a fat figure skater. Lincoln actually looks like a heartthrob. So if you need me, I'll be at yeah. the gym. Have the best weekend, Sabrina. There she goes, the great Sabrina in San Antonio, Texas. There I go. If you need me, I am on Cavuto tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Lawrence Jones tomorrow night at 10 p.m. This one's over. Have a great weekend. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a... Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.